Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 194 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Justin Hogg. Over his career, Justin has worked as an accountant in a number of industries, which has included overseeing teams responsible for billion-dollar business ventures through to working with charities to further their goals. Having also graduated top of the class for his commerce degree at the University of Queensland, Justin is an expert in the numbers side of business. But his passion and the driving force in his career is people. Through multiple leadership positions and business experience, Justin has gained a unique ability to communicate and relate with people of all walks of life. That passion for people has led him to ask how accounting could be better. And in asking this question, discover that being an accountant can no longer be just focused on the numbers. It is about the people. Justin is the founding director of RightSource, a member of CPA Australia, and a fellow of the Governance Institute of Australia. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Justin's insights into financial management and effective accountancy for social entrepreneurs, and we'll get Justin's perspective on some of the key considerations when it comes to effective financial strategy for social enterprises and not-for-profits. So Justin, thanks very much for joining us. No problem, Sam. So to kick things off, Justin, could you please share a little bit about your background and what led to your work in the social enterprise and not-for-profit sector, crunching numbers and doing it in a way that really considers people? Yeah, no worries. Um, well, obviously, as you as the intro talked about, I'm an accountant. Um, I've always worked within businesses and had some, I suppose, good experiences uh, with and challenges within business and business life. Yeah. And I got to a point in my career where I sort of wanted to give back. I'd never been involved in not-for-profit or social enterprise for a fair chunk of my career. Mm. And one of the ways i discovered I could have a potential of giving back was taking a uh, pro bono company secretary role at a charity um, that helps the homeless called Third Space. Mm. And this is my first, I suppose, toe in the water. And what I discovered in doing that um, was the amazing people that that work there, that every day they showed up, they gave 100% effort just so they can make a difference. Mm. And being able to help that organization and potentially make a difference in one person's life was an amazingly special thing. And I just fell in love with that aspect of being able to, sure, it's giving back, but actually making a difference. Mm, yeah. And the more I got involved in other not-for-profits and then also social enterprise, um, I just found that everywhere you went, there were these amazing people just trying to make a difference in whatever way they could. And um, for me, um, I'm hooked. I mean, I love it. I, I want to be able to ensure that these people can keep making a difference. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the best way I can help. Mm. Well, you're certainly really passionate about it, Justin. So 
As a founding director then at Right Source, what are some of your key observations then from working with this broad range of clients that have spanned you know, quite a, a number of different industries? Probably one of the biggest things is that people don't expect enough of their accountant. They're doing this enterprise, whether it be not-for-profit or a social enterprise, for-profit, uh, whatever, it's, they, they don't expect enough and they feel that their, their financial literacy is something they'll never gain because mm. there's no one there to really help them. I suppose my advice to people is that there are definitely those out there that are, are able to come along, come along on the journey with you and help you understand the number side of things. Yeah. And it's really important for, for someone running a business to understand that in looking for meaning in the financial side of the business, it's, a, it's your story. It's your business. So these numbers need to mean something to you. Yeah. And it's finding that person who's able to present that information because there's, there's always more than one way to do things. Mm -hmm. Be able to present that information to you in a way that makes sense to you and helps you understand your story as a business and that give that will give you transparency and allow you to be much more effective in running that business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, I imagine you've seen a number of of people doing things really well, and and also the opposite, right? So, in that financial sense, there, where do you see social entrepreneurs and nonprofits typically getting caught up, and what lessons could you share to help prevent others making some of those same mistakes? Well. One of the, um, the strengths of social enterprise is also its weakness is that um, there's often boundless enthusiasm. Mm. So the fact that you want to change the world and make a difference means people want to do everything they can. Quite often, if they don't have, if they lose sight of their financial capability or what they, what they are able to do, yeah. um, they'll overextend. So they'll try and do too much. And unfortunately, what this will mean is that they'll run out of money or they'll run out of runway or... Um, however you want to describe it, but mm. things will come to an end. Yeah. Um, so it's really about um, not not saying don't do things, but don't do them yet or understand what your key focus is and drive that, get that working and grow in a measured way so mm. that you're able to continue doing what you're doing um, because there's always a, that you always find more people wanting to help, but if you're not around, you'll never be able to find those people. So that's that's sort of the thing that I try and coach um, those in the social enterprise space on is that yes, it's great and we will solve everything. Yeah. But we need to we need to plan it out and make sure that we can get to the end. Mm. Yeah. 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 Some great advice there. I'm I'm keen to hear as well what you'd then be saying to those who are really just first starting out. Do you have any particular advice for them? Probably one of the big ones is don't settle. And this sound this might sound a bit odd because most people starting out in a social enterprise are doing it because they're not settling, because they're like mm. they've seen an issue in society that they think, well, this could be better or this could be fixed. Yeah. And rather than waiting for someone to do it, they've got up and having a crack. Yeah. But these same people I see and I talk to about um, you know, their accountant or their lawyer or whoever it is that they're sort of associated with in their business and they're like, yeah, they don't really get what I'm doing. They're not that good. And I'm like, well, why are you still, why are you settling? Like, yeah. why aren't you looking for someone that supports, not necessarily supports what you're doing, but believes in you or is able to at least communicate effectively with you and add value to your business? I mean, that's who you should be looking for. Mm. 
because I've seen those who succeed, one of the biggest factors of success is the people you put around you. Yeah, yeah. So do that consciously. Do that, you know, do that on purpose. So if you have someone in your network, whether it be an advisor or someone who's working for you or, you know, make sure that that person is there to help and is something that they add value. Mm. Um, If they don't, don't settle. Find someone else. What's important is it's your success is important. So value that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's some great advice, Justin. So knowing that you've worked, you know, with a number of different nonprofits and social enterprises, I was just wondering if there's any particular causes that you feel yeah, particularly passionate about and which perhaps there are some organizations that are working in that area that you, you know, would really like to get behind or, or just really like what they're doing. Yeah, Tom, it's it's interesting as you as I've got more exposure to different organizations and, and people trying to tackle different and very specific problems, um, one thing that's really started to ring true for me is a big social issue out there that's, that people are looking to tackle is um, the one of loneliness. Hmm. So it's effectively, I mean, some people will call it an epidemic, but effectively there's a lot more lonely people now um, than there used to be. Yeah. And this shows up in all, all, all different areas, um, I mean, obviously, there's one suicide prevention that that sort of area. You've got the homeless. You've got people going to jail and going to prison. How they re- reassociate back into into society. But you've even got um, bullying and uh, victimisation in the workplace. It can be quite a lonely experience if you're mm. subject to that type of stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of organisations out there that might be dealing with a specific issue, um, and ultimately what they're doing is dealing with. The, the issue of loneliness. Mm. Um, one organisation that um, I do work for uh, called Common Ground Queensland, they do um, supportive living, which basically is helping those who have formerly been homeless or are at risk of being homeless, um, effectively giving them a place to live, mm. but at the same time as giving them that accommodation, uh, there are support services that are on-premise and available to that individual. So if they have a problem with mental illness or substance abuse or they just need someone to help reintegrate them into society, that service is provided around them and around their home and that has a massive impact in allowing that person to become whole again and mm. become a part of society and that is a real focus on helping, you know, you're not alone. And yeah. that is such a strong statement yeah. um, that has a really big impact to our society. Mm, it absolutely does. And it's I find it really interesting that you bring up loneliness because, you know, having worked with a number of social entrepreneurs, that is a consistent piece of feedback that we get in running our accelerator programs. And in fact, you know, what we say now is that what we do is we take the loneliness out of entrepreneurship and you know the the absolute uh, slog that it can be uh, mm. to to feel that support when you're just trying to get something up and running so there's I think there's there's so much overlap there and it really is a big issue for many of our social entrepreneurs I mean never mind the, the burnout issue right and, and yeah. founder health so yeah so many areas I think for 
for us to, to be really taking care of our, our own mental health as, as people in business um, and supporting yeah. one another. And I think um, it's really important as well, like cause you're right, starting, I've experienced it too, starting up a business is it can be extremely lonely and I mm. think people need to recognize that, okay, that it's, it's okay to feel lonely but yeah. there are things you can do like the accelerator programs is a perfect case, you know, create that network of people that yeah. allows you to have a shared experience and it makes a, a massive impact to your mental health. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So to finish off then, Justin, I'm just wondering if there's any books or resources that you'd really highly recommend to our audience. Um, probably one book that I've I've come across which is a bit different. It's not it's sort of self help, but it's like it's more like a manual on how to set up a company. Yeah. Um it's called Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. Mm-hmm. It's um it is a bit commercially focused, um, but the principles that it's got in, it talks about people, strategy, um, execution, and cash. They're the four sort of key areas it talks about. But the lessons in there are equally applicable to a small business or a large business, yeah. um, even though it is called scaling up. And it, it really helps you understand the mechanics of how a business should run. Um, mm. So that's quite unusual in terms of a book. So I, I find that quite useful. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the other thing is for me, the, the greatest um, resource I find is actually the network of people I have around me. So mm. um, I am relatively new to having my own business and being into it for a few years. But what I found in starting up a business was that by developing a, those people around you that are, you know, they don't necessarily have to be your client or that you don't have to be um, paying them, but having a network of people that you can touch base with. Um, ask a question, uh, you might have a, an issue that you're dealing with, being able to give someone a call and say, hey, look, I've got this issue, what should I do? It might be they have a service they can provide, it might be they can just give you a five-minute look, do this and you're right, yeah. whatever. But that ability to have people you can talk to who you have a relationship with yeah. um, smooths the path mm. in terms of, um, of your business and I, I find that, still to this day, one of the most valuable resources I have. Mm, Absolutely. That's a great point to end on, Justin. So, Justin, thanks so much uh, for being really generous with your insights and time today. It has been a pleasure and we really will look forward to collaborating with you into the future as as a mentor on our programs and and just following your journey as you move forward, crunching numbers and doing it for people in in social enterprise. Go to the numbers. But yeah, no, I look forward to, uh, yeah, absolutely working with Impact Boom in the future. Thanks, Tom. No worries. We'll catch up soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter. Thank you.